welcome to the Landman Pivot Podcast. I'm your host and pivot coach, Ryan Fairbanks. I'm a registered professional landman with the American Association of Professional Landmen. During my 15 years as a petroleum landman, I've gained a passion for helping others level up their skill set and mindset so they can be ready for anything in our ever-changing industry. One of my favorite ways to do this is by introducing listeners to mentors and coaches like me who want to see you succeed. At the end of the interview, I'll tell you more about additional resources you can use to forge new connections and gain new skills to get you moving forward with confidence. Today, we have Amanda Huffman on to visit with us about transitioning and in particular, transitions from military service to being a full-time mom and her experience with that transition as we talk about the transitions that we go through in the land industry in particular transitioning from different roles in the land industry. So welcome, Amanda. I'll turn the time over to you to introduce yourself a little bit more. Um, share some of your story with us and background there. Sure. Yes, I'm an Air Force veteran. I served in the Air Force for six years and my degree is in civil engineering and that's what I did in the Air Force. I deployed to Afghanistan with the Army on a provincial reconstruction team. And so we were helping the Afghan people rebuild, even though it's not really rebuilding because there wasn't anything there, but we're helping with (laughs) schools, roads, government buildings, wells, and other smaller projects. And then my husband is active duty military too. He's actually just transitioned into the Space Force and we were both active duty, married, and we were like, we're going to expand our family. And this is really complicated with both of us being in the military one of us should probably get out. And so I decided to get out of the Air Force and be a stay-at-home mom. And then I've started a business where I get to talk to women about their experience on a podcast, Women of the Military. And that's a little bit about me. Very cool. And what's your family look like today? I have two boys. They're eight and six and they're active and crazy and we've been homeschooling because of the pandemic so I get to spend a lot of time with them which has been really fun. Wow so serving on the front lines of the family that's awesome. Yep. Um, In your transition you know as you had that conversation and kind of came to the point of deciding that you were going to be the one to step out of your career to raise a family what helped you make that transition I don't know if anything helped me I wasn't ready for the transition it was kind of like a train wreck transition but uh, over time I've learned a lot of tools along the way I wish I knew I feel like I thought that I was ready for the transition and I was like oh I'm gonna be a mom it's gonna be easy and then it was really hard and then my husband's career we were moving a year after my son was born and so there was a lot of change happening and it kind of just took time and taking steps forward. And sometimes it was the right step forward. Sometimes I took one step forward, two steps back. And it was a lot of giving myself grace in the transition and not expecting that everything was going to just be running full steam ahead like it had before and having to adjust to my new life. Yeah. Wow. And what a powerful message. I mean, you may be going through that transition, never thought that would be a powerful message, but powerful message of transition for so many in our community of landmen who 
feel like their transition has been kind of a train wreck. Um, you know, some of them, some of our audience had the experience of when the pandemic hit and things shut down, they got laid off or as things slowed down and wound down as part of that, they got laid off. And so their transition has been, as you described, kind of a train wreck, you know, not the way they planned or hoped that it might pan out, but uh, found themselves in a new situation, trying to pick up the pieces and figure out how to move forward and, and do so much of what you described, you know, take one step forward and maybe feel like you're taking two steps back and you learn some tips and tricks along the way. So along the way, what things did you learn that helped you make that transition? I think the first thing that I learned was to not regret my decision because for a long time I wavered in the should I have gotten out? Should I have stayed in? Was that the right decision? And it took me a long time to realize it was the right decision to leave the military. And once I was able to like accept that this was my new life and like started moving forward and building the new foundation, then it started to make a change. And now the work that I'm doing today, I wouldn't have been able to do, or I hadn't even, wouldn't have gone on a journey of self-discovery to find it. And I would have just Mm. kept going the same way. And so sometimes change is forced upon you. Sometimes it's your decision, but like we can, I think we can get stuck in the, like what would have been looking back. And the first thing we need to do is accept where we're at. And it doesn't matter how we got there, if it was our choice or if it was forced upon us, but then how can we move forward and then try and make those steps forward. Yeah, I really like that. And what a message that will serve this audience because among land professionals, but also the entrepreneurs in our group, um, I encourage people, whether they're in the land industry or not, to have some kind of other business that they're working to grow so that you have an option when things happen that are unexpected outside of your control you have something that is in your control that you can transition to. And uh, so there's a lot, there are a lot of entrepreneurs in the group who are trying to start up something new, a business where they're, you know, maybe they're growing an audience or working on a book and find themselves in that crossroads of, wow, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. This is different than I thought it was going to be. Um, so you said, number one, accept where you are. And then what would you say is the next step after that? And then I think you should set a goal and then start working toward it. And my biggest thing is for a long time in the beginning, I was like, oh, I wish I had started sooner, which also is like the regret thing, because I mm-hmm. wanted to get past that hard phase of like that the hard part of starting a business is like figuring out how to make it work and all that. And like, I wanted to get past those phases instead of realizing like that's part of um, having a business. So just do the work that's required to get yourself moving in the right direction. And then don't be afraid to pivot or turn if you need to, because I started out being a mom blogger and then a travel blogger. And then eventually I realized that being a focusing on women veterans and that community was where I needed to be. And even since then I've pivoted more to helping girls who are considering joining the military. And so it's always a constant of like figuring out where you need to be and then pivoting to be in the right place for your audience. 
Yeah, I really like that heart of step into serving those who are on the front end, just even considering it so that they know more what to expect. And so, so many of those challenges as entrepreneurs, um, as independent contractors come when we don't have any idea what to expect. We go into something and then go, well, this wasn't what I expected. Well, I didn't know what to expect. For sure. For sure. Um, so in that journey for you, your oldest is eight years old, you said. So somewhere eight to nine years down the road from starting this journey, how long did it take before you really started getting traction with the business and, and walking through those steps of doing the mom blogger, travel blogger, then women in the military? So I started the podcast in 2019, which was like just over three years ago. And before that, I feel like 2018, I was starting to figure out like where I needed to be and where my focus was. But from 2014 to 2018, I was kind of in the trying to figure out where I was supposed to be. And then it was Mm -hmm. 2018 when I started to realize where I wanted to go. And then 2019, when I launched the podcast, it really, that year changed everything. I went from almost no one knowing who I was to a lot of people knowing who I was and becoming the expert that people started to go to for women veterans. And it, it was a lot of like work and building my network for years where like no one took any notice of what I was doing. And so it, it's been a long process, but it definitely wasn't, I started in like 2014 and then in 2019 was the year that I like actually feel like I had success. Oh yeah. That's a a bit of a journey. Um, so when you launched the podcast in 2019, what other things as far as a business did you have in place? Um, you've written a book. Um, what's the title of that first book? It's also titled women of the military. So the podcast and the book are the same. And I had my blog and then I had started doing freelance writing for a handful of military publications like military.com and military families magazine. Oh, cool. And yeah, and that was really helpful in getting my name out to a larger audience in the military community by being able to use their platforms and talk about things that either they wanted me to write about or I wanted to write about and it worked in their favor. And all of that was happening before you wrote your book? It started in 2018 and then continued in 2019. But the podcast launched in January and the book came out in June. So those happened in the same year. Very cool. Um, and I'm curious about your journey as an author, you know, getting it published. Um, did you self-publish? Did you go through a publishing house? What's that for, journey been for you? For the women of the military, I use Am- Amazon's Kindle Direct Publishing program because I just wanted to get the book out there. I had collected a bunch of stories of women and that was where the podcast idea came from. And I just wanted to get them out there. So I used KDP for the second book that I'm doing, A Girl's Guide to Military Service, I have a publisher. And so that process was a lot slower, but it's also been a lot of edits and recommendations and changes to make the book better over time. And we're getting closer and closer to launch date. So it's, it's really exciting. And I'm curious, you know, with the first book, so you did the Amazon Kindle direct, um, what, 
kind of traction did that get? What were the first, you know, few months like as far as did you have a big launch? Did you have affiliates involved with that? Um, and and to date, what are the sales volume? What does that look like for that book? So I, I mean, I had really low goals, <laughs> so it was a successful launch for me, but the most exciting thing that happened was I posted a picture that I had published it. I had a picture of me and my book and I put it on LinkedIn and that post went viral with like over 20,000 views. Wow. And even though that didn't generate a lot of sales, it did bring people into my network for LinkedIn and connect them with the podcast. And I've sold... I don't keep track of it because it's kind of like a thing in the background, but I know I've sold over like 250 copies. So, and I, I just kind of leave it on Amazon. And then the other great thing about Amazon is that you can buy books from them at the, the rate of what it costs to make the book. And then they'll mm -hmm. send them to you. And then I sell them when I go to conferences and different things. And so that's another way to generate income or give them away for giveaways. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of different opportunities on ways that you can use it more than just like the number of books that are sold. It's also nice to have something that I can give away that helps promote my podcast and also um, can like generate more traction by doing a giveaway. I'm curious about, you said when you go to conferences, you know, you sell them or give them away to help draw people into the podcast. What uh, conferences do you do? Do you speak? Do you do keynote? What things do you do there? I went to a podcast movement a few times. I went as a speaker the first time and then the second time just as a, a normal person, an attendee. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a number of women veteran focused podcasts conferences like women veteran alliance does the unconference and i just went to a, a women entrepreneurship program with it's called with ivmf which i can't remember what they stand with but it's at syracuse university and they do a traveling conference that you can go to one time to get um, entrepreneurship help and then the military influencer conference before covid i went to that a few times and yeah I mean, I was starting to go to more conferences because my kids were older and then the pandemic mm -hmm. happened. So it's kind of been like a shutdown, but slowly getting back into it. And do you have any conferences scheduled that you're going to be speaking at coming up in the next, in 2022? I'm supposed to be going to the Joint Women Leadership Symposium in Virginia. It's a, it's a symposium to help women who are about to transition out of the military and then I'm probably going to go to the military influencer conference it's supposed to be in Las Vegas and so we're moving to California so it should be pretty easy to get to Vegas oh good and attending those or planning to speak to at either of those the joint women some joint women leadership symposium is speaking and then uh military influencer I just want to go to connect people that's great. Um, and tell us a little bit more about the second book that you're working on, when it's coming out, um, and what it does beyond the first book. Yeah, so the first book is about telling the stories of women who've served in the military. And this book is about focused, A Girl's Guide to Military Service is focused on helping 
girls who are considering joining the military, starting with if you want to join, here's the reasons to join, here's the reasons not to join, or like the pros and cons, and then going through things like the medical requirements, the tests that you have to take, being an officer, enlisting, going to boot camp, all those sorts of things, picking a career field, and then advice for when you join, ranging from finances, mentorship, uh, relationships, having kids, and any other th- any other question I could think of of saying, what would I wish I would have known when mm-hmm. I joined the military is... That was a common theme when I was writing. Yeah, and it's coming out September 13th. Very cool. Yeah, I find myself trying to answer a lot of similar questions for land professionals, spending 15 years in the career and transitioning among different positions and having different roles and skills that I needed to develop in order to fulfill those roles. What did I wish I had known early on? And just so appreciative of a mentor who gave me opportunities to learn different skills and that he was on hand to ask questions and, and uh, always available to help me grow in those respects. Um, did you have a, a mentor in the military or probably a few that kind of gave you the, that kind of guidance? Yeah. My commander, before I left for my deployment, I think he was a little worried about me. I was, I was a little worried about me too, but he told me, <laughs> Uh, when you come to a great chasm in life, jump, it's not that far. And there were lots of times when I was deployed that I didn't want to do whatever was required. And I would just say that quote to myself and then force myself to jump. And it never was as far as I thought. So that's kind of been like my life quote for whenever I have to do something that is outside my comfort zone. I just remind myself to jump and that it's not that far. And it helps me to remember that all the things where I was too afraid to do it and now they are easy things to do or I did them and they weren't as scary as I thought. Well, that's so powerful. So when you come to a chasm, jump because it's not that far. Mm -hmm. That's great. And how do people connect with you? Uh, Where do you want people to connect with you to Uh, learn about the book and get on your list and all of that good stuff? Yeah, my website is airmentomom.com, but my favorite place to hang out on social media is LinkedIn. Uh, There's a big veteran community on LinkedIn, so it's a really fun place to be. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at airmentomom for all of them. Wonderful. Well, hope people will connect there and see how your transition story can further serve them in their transitions both in the the land profession and as entrepreneurs. And just to share a little more for my audience, things that I'm doing, um, getting ready to launch a fourth mastermind group on leadership development. That'll come out um, in May. So this episode may release after that, but uh, leadership, or sorry, that group is on entrepreneurship. Um, We have a leadership development group that's going right now Um, and invite people to schedule an 11 minute quick call with me. So they can go to my Calendly page. That's calendly.com slash landman pivot and schedule your free 11 minute quick call and just look forward to getting to know you, what skills you're developing, what transitions you have 
coming up that you want to make or that you're walking through as you're making those transitions and figuring out your own pivot. Thanks for being with us, Amanda. Enjoyed getting to know you and visit with you. And uh, best of luck with your book launch and business and everything that you have going on and, and taking care of those two little boys. Thank you so much. If you feel stuck in a single role, like you're muddling through on your own, and you're curious about how you can make yourself more valuable in this or any industry, visit my website at landmanmastermind.com. I help land professionals connect with mentors and coaches through one-on-one coaching, mastermind groups, and connection to the Land Skills Network community. Hope to see you there soon.